everyone and welcome to the Chit Chat Gaming Podcast. Today I thought I'd talk a little bit about Shadow of the Tomb Raider because it came out about two years ago and it kind of died as soon as it, you know, came out. <laughs> and I am also a massive Tomb Raider fan and I feel like this gets quite underappreciated literally because I think it was the best out of the reboot trilogy. It's quite unpopular within the fan base, just the whole reboot in general. But I quite liked it and I thought, you know, break it down, see what's good, what's bad, and just have a general chit chat about it. <laughs> like chit chat gaming podcast is the name of the game really. <laughs> so we'll we'll start off with story. I will say one thing I haven't really liked about the reboot and I guess this does kind of go into Shadow of the Tomb Raider is just Tomb Raider never really needed a large chunk of story for it to work because it was more about just here's a level have fun do what you want and solve puzzles and that's basically what it was but I understand that you know Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics had to change a lot of how the series is just to make sure, you know, it, it, it survives in this sort of new gaming generation, really. And it was quite a deep story. It was more about how Lara's actions have consequences in the real world. So obviously with her taking the dagger and then it causes a bunch of earthquakes, tsunamis, all that stuff that is really terrifying and I'm glad I've never experienced in my life. Uh, and it's turning point, really, and you see more about who Lara is before she becomes the Tomb Raider. So it, it was quite an interesting one, and I think they did wrap it up quite nicely. And the good thing is this story did not feel forced. I will just say that now, because I feel like the first two... I understand that... Square Enix wanted a more kind of uncharted vibe to it because you know that's just the way games are nowadays but it was always like here's a flashy set piece here's a load of action for the story you want loads of cutscenes and it's just like no I want to play the game you know <laughs> if I want to watch a bunch of cutscenes I'll play a story-based game where I can choose what I want to say not have you just shove it in my face every five minutes so it wasn't that bad it also fixed a lot of problems that I had with um Lara and Jonah because I mean up until that point Jonah's only character development was his hairstyle <laughs> just putting it simply and it was more fleshed out and you know they, they talked a bit about things with his brother I think his brother died or something isn't it yeah I think I think it was so they they had a little bit of that story to it, which was quite nice to see. Well, not nice for Jonah, but, you know, it was nice to know that Jonah's got a personality there and he was more involved in the story. And also under, uh, like, undercovering the whole Paititi, which was beautiful when you got there. It, it was very interesting. And also Dominguez with the whole, I'm going to save the world when he's not... <laughs> But, you know, it, it was quite good. I, I liked it. And more things felt in context of the game. Like, this is kind of going on to gameplay now, which is sort of 
yeah, you can't really talk about the gameplay without talking about the story. But the more firefights and stuff, I would say, kind of links in with the story and it doesn't feel really random at times. And the problem that they always had, like Crystal Dynamics, they made a lot of firefights just inconsistent. And the pacing of the games were just all over the place and that's something I didn't really like. So, talking about about gameplay in general, just like combat-wise, I guess. Something that I have noticed is a lot of the gunplay, it was very different. And I I can't pinpoint what it is, but like loads of other people have said it as well. And I think because of the blood effects were removed. I know that sounds so weird because I didn't even notice it until someone said it. And I was like, oh yeah, but you know, you've got the same stance, the same, same sort of sound to the weapons and stuff. And it's just sort of like, why? <laughs> why does it feel different? And I will say the stealth uh, definitely was expanded on. You know, Lara can just now uh, cover herself in mud and stuff and then hide up to the walls. And you can also get a lot more creative with your environment, really. You can just pretty much be a stealth uh, gameplay type-wise or you can just go face-to-face, hand-to-hand combat if you really wanted to. So it did let you have that flexibility, although sometimes you really did have to do stealth, even if you're not really one for it. But it was better than the first two, and the and the mechanics were definitely built upon, because in Rise of the Team Raider, when you would hide, you didn't really lose enemies, they would always know where you were, which was something that really annoyed me. But in Shadow of the Team Raider... You can disappear and then they'll be like, okay, we need to search for you again. And that way it kind of built up. Or or am I talking about 2013 where it didn't do that? I think... No, no, Rise did that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2013 and Rise just didn't really... The AI didn't acknowledge that you were gone. <laughs> they would just follow you and you're like, okay, great, thanks. So, yeah, at, le- at least that was fixed. And the traversal, yes, (laughs) just yes. I I was so happy because the majority of the game now is just like, here's some beautiful environments for you to explore. And I'm like, thank you very much. I love this. And it was just like, you know, the jungle and it was so beautiful. I was like, oh, it's so good. Honestly, if, if this is the way that, Tomb Raider has to survive in this current gen. I feel like doing an open world game is probably a bit better because it still gives you that classic feel where here's a beautiful environment, go look around, find, you know, stuff that can help expand upon your weapons, improve them, get new outfits. I'll I'll talk about the outfits in a bit because it it annoyed me. Um, Um... but it, it encouraged you to explore, which the other two didn't. It was very... The first two, 2013 and Rise, were kind of like, here's a set path, go. And it's just like, that's not what Tomb Raider is. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, yeah, it, it was 
more linear than I would have wanted. But it still gave you that freedom. Like, I think when you go to find... It's before you meet Abby. I think that's... Yeah, yeah, Abby. (laughs) I was just thinking, is that actually her name? It is. But before you find her in the city, I've completely forgotten what the actual name of the little hub world is. She... Um, you can, you're obviously walking with Jonah to get there, but then before then, whilst you're still walking, you can just go off on your own path if you want, because there's a challenge tomb nearby. So I liked that it was like, hey, you're supposed to go here, but feel free to explore and you'll get rewarded for it, which was very, very good. I'd also just want to, like, give praise to this, and I hope this sort of continues in a lot of newer Tomb Raider games, you could adjust the settings to your liking. And I loved that. (laughs) So, you know, say if if you're just a total beginner, you've never really played Tomb Raider 4 and, you know, you, you just wanted to have a go, you can put everything on easy. Or say you like solving puzzles just blindly but you just wanted a little extra help with combat, you can put the puzzle difficulties to hard, you can have traversal to medium, and you can have combat on easy. And you can do it in that way if you really wanted to. Or you can do one with the jungle, which I've never done because I know for a fact I would not last. <laughs> I, I seriously know I wouldn't last with that one because it's like, if you, if you want a challenge, you can put it all on hard and there is no autosave if you die you die you begin from the start I think that's what it is yeah so think of it almost like the PS1 where if you didn't have an SD card you got to start all over again because nothing saved so yeah you, you can have that experience it's just nowadays you're not really used to that you're just sort of like hey I've saved the game I can go back to where I am but then you know te- technology is advanced and stuff so yeah, less stress, put it that way. Uh, th- there was also an addition of a photo mode, which we've never had before. It-, it was spoken about in Legend and Underworld. Uh, I saw on Twitter not long ago, someone posted that there was supposed to be a photo mode for Underworld and it was uh, shown at E3, apparently. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that, but it was quite fun to do you can just be in the middle of a firefight and then you can just have Lara smiling like yay (laughs) and it was quite good and you see a lot of really good screenshots all over social media so you know it's always good it's quite nice uh so I just want to talk about a little bit about the puzzles because this is the only game that really included them they were so much better I am just putting it that way because you know it's a Tomb Raider game, you'd expect, you know, tombs in there. The first two, don't know what on earth happened, but Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics were like, our fans don't want tombs. I was like, we do want tombs. We want puzzles. And there were still challenge tombs, which I'm very 50-50 about. Because on the, on the plus side, it encouraged you to explore to find them. But at the same time, they should have just been included in the main story. I think uh, one of the game developers 
they were talking about the trial of the eagle which is a really good puzzle i actually really enjoyed that they were about to put it as a challenge tomb and then they put it in the story i was like well why couldn't you put all the challenge tombs in the story (laughs) like come on would have been a good one but with the puzzles um something i do have to complain about is i i always put the puzzle difficulty on easy uh a bit not easy uh hard <laughs> yeah i put it on easy <laughs> no um i really can't speak uh so i was just you know solving some puzzles i think i was doing a challenge too because gotta get them upgrades you know and in the classic and legend trilogy lara wouldn't really comment on things that happened it would just sort of be like great the door's open and that's it but every little thing laura just comments on it and it's it got so annoying even when i'm playing on the harder difficulty for the puzzle solving she'll just go now's my only chance if i needed to jump and make a jump and pull something down or something like that i don't know and i'm just like i'm on the hardest difficulty you don't need to tell me that i can find it out that's the reason you're not supposed to help me and there, there was a reason why there was an easy mode, you know? Solara can help people, but sometimes you just got to put faith into the player. Because nowadays, I just feel like game developers just think that we're all dumb when we can actually figure stuff out. I don't want to be told what to do. I want to actually play, if that makes any sense. Because nowadays, no one understands that. They'll just rather sit for a bunch of set pieces, which... I have my opinions about, but I will not share them right now. Um, but there were there were enough puzzles in the game to for me to class it as, you know, a Tomb Raider game. The, the first two, they really didn't have any in the main story, and that really frustrated me. 2013, that was just a game with a bunch of set pieces, honestly. <laughs> you didn't even play the game. Uh, Rise, it was just f- full of challenge tombs and nothing. <laughs> Firefights, and that's all I could say. Uh, so, there's a few issues that I had that I just sort of want to add on. When I was replaying on New Game Plus, I don't know if this happens for everyone. If someone else has had this before on New Game Plus or not, please tell me. Unarati just disappears and it's, it's the point where you save her from the cell when Dominguez puts her away or whatever and then her and Lara escape. For some reason she just disappears so basically there's just this random burn arrow just walking up and I like to think that, that uh, Unarati has like mind control powers <laughs> so she's just standing at the back doing nothing. And then there's just, like, the bow and arrow just, like, yoink. And then it just does it all for her. I just like to think that, but it does... It kind of just stop me from being immersed in the game. So, yeah. The, this, the skill tree was also kind of annoying in a sense because it, it, it was telling you, you could go combat, you can go be a hunter, you can do stealth. But it never really looks clear. Like, I, I, I didn't decide to go down one path. I just sort of picked the one that I had the most points for. Which is it's a shame. In New Game Plus, they do say, you know, 
if you prefer combat, they'll go, you can choose a more combat-orientated gameplay and you get, like, special outfits and weapons and stuff and that's helpful. But if you just replay, you can get every single skill on that tree, to be honest, and you just get a well-rounded experience. So it doesn't encourage you that much, if I'm being honest with you. Now, with outfits, I just... uh, This got fixed in the definitive edition but you have to wear certain tribal outfits around Paititi but the game never tells you that so when I first played it I remember being really frustrated (laughs) because I wanted to use some of the classics uh skins and I couldn't (laughs) oh it was so annoying and I didn't like the tribal outfits, so the fact that I was forced to wear them 24-7 just got on my nerves. And with the Definitive Edition, it was like, if you have a season pass, or you had the Definitive Edition, which came out, like, the year after, you don't have to wear all the tribal outfits again in the New Game Plus. And I'm like, well, I don't want to spend, like, another, I don't know, 20 quid for a season pass. So, no, <laughs> I just didn't do it. You got an additional outfit, but I was like, it's not worth it, honestly. I didn't buy any of the DLCs either, because in my opinion, with DLCs, it almost feels like a second thought from the developers. It's almost like, here's the game, here's our afterthought. So I'm like, if you're treating it like an afterthought, I don't want it. And there was supposed to be Croft Manor as the eighth DLC, and then that got rid of, uh, got thrown in the bin for reasons I don't know and that really upset me because I just feel like they're thinking of Croft Manor in a as an afterthought and like yeah people will pay for it but some people don't have the money for it you know but like you can't just lock it behind a paywall because that just does nothing for you and the last time we got Croft Manor was Tomb Raider Anniversary well you can walk around Croft Manor just freely. You got it in Underworld as a stage, and then you got Blood Tie Blood Ties DLC and Rise, but that really wasn't that wasn't Croft Manor. It it was again it was annoying. Uh I still kinda always hated in the reboot how Lara it was all about following in her dad's footsteps, whereas she would usually always just do her own thing. And that kind of just gets rid of, I don't know, Lara's larger than life attitude, I'd want to say. And there's an issue that I've had with that through the whole trilogy. But I also have that issue with a lot of games now. And I don't know if anyone else has that. But let me know. (laughs) Because nowadays every game character just feels too real. Which I know sounds like such a weird complaint. But, you know, you used to play games because you thought the characters were cool. And you'd be like, yeah, they're awesome. And now you're like, oh, you're just trying to tell me that life has issues. <laughs> like, uh, I don't I don't need to know that, you know. Gaming is fiction. It's almost like how you would read a book. Like, you want to lose yourself in that world. But nowadays, it's just like, here's real life, but just put in a game world. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want that. <laughs> And I don't know where this has all come from. Don't know who decided that in the first place, but 
we have to deal with it, I guess. So, yeah. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I would say is pretty decent, to be honest with you. It was actually probably the most fun I've had out of Tomb Raider in a while, if I'm being honest with you. I mean, I know I've just, like, kind of ran the game into the ground being like, here's all the issues that I had. (laughs) But, you know, it it was really, really fun. I I felt really satisfied. The tombs were fun to do. And it was overall just, like, probably the more well-rounded game out of the trilogy. Although one thing I will say about a trilogy is, like, each game is almost like a separate game, i.e. it's not a trilogy. (laughs) You may as well have just said his three separate games. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about how I feel the series should go forward. And I think Shadow of the Tomb Raider is probably the formula for it is a good way to go forward. Because that is quite a nice middle ground, I would say. So you have your combat, you have your traversal and you have your puzzle solving. And... All three of those is what kind of... Well, the story is more... Story and combat is more what games are nowadays. Just... That's all you get. Just shoves it in your face. And, you know, the traversal and the puzzle solving is very Tomb Raider. So, got to keep that in. And they found it to a point where it worked. And to a point where I don't mind if that's the way it's got to go. But I also feel like... Um, I mean, the future is looking a bit hazy for Crystal Dynamics, considering what's happened with the Avengers game that came out not long ago. I I don't remember how much they lost out on it, but it was a lot. And funnily enough, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, a lot more people bought it at the beginning of this year, which is insane. I mean, obviously because of COVID, but... It's it's nice to know that they got a little bit more love for it, you know? It's always quite good. But I I think Crystal shouldn't really reboot the thing again because this is half the reason why there's so much of a rift in the community. You know, it's bad that you kind of have to define yourself in what era... (laughs) these games came out so it's like classic legend reboot era i personally i prefer the legend trilogy i know i'm gonna get a lot of hate saying that but i don't care it's my opinion (laughs) you have your own and i respect that you might like the reboot trilogy i honestly wasn't the biggest fan of it but i liked shadow of the tomb raider so if you're a reboot fan you liked shadow of the tomb raider i'm on board with you there (laughs) but You know, we all have our different opinions, but there's so much hate going around as a result of that, and nothing ever feels tied in, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I think they should just start the next game off from after Angel of Darkness, because, or at least go back and fix it, because obviously it came out quite broken. And I feel like a lot of the fan base holds on to that because it was the last game created by Core Design. And I mean, you know, it, it's fine to like it, but sometimes you you like what you like what you like. 
I, I personally wasn't too big on Angel of Darkness, but I respect the fact that other people like it, but you, it's just very buggy, <laughs> put it that way. And yeah, I, I think that's why people hold on to that so much more. And then obviously in 2006, because it was moved from core design to Crystal Dynamics, that already caused the rift, and then you got the trilogy. Yeah, and then you had another trilogy on top of that. That's just a disaster waiting to happen, put it at that. But, I don't know, I, I think there's also going to be... I've, I've spoken a little bit about this on Instagram, but it seems likely that there's going to be a remaster of all Tomb Raider games. Uh, mainly because Square Enix were just hyping it up. <laughs> and also, they posted like a video. It wasn't a gif, it was a video of Tomb Raider 3, I think it was. And it had a uh, T sign on the bottom left. And the image was a lot clearer than the one you would find on Twitter. Which leads me to believe there is going to be a remaster on the way. Which probably won't be the only time the fanbase ever has some peace. <laughs> uh, but who knows? We've also got the new kind of classic spin-off game, I guess, which is coming out to mobiles. And it looks quite interesting, so, you know, got to wait around for that. But I don't know. Let me go. Let me know what you guys think about Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Did you like it? Have you ever played it if you not played it you know let me know your opinions and i will see you again very soon i I know there's been quite a lot of weight between my last episode and i apologize for that you know life just gets a bit hectic just things get in the way and i've been a bit busy but you know i'm happy i've got time to record this next episode of the podcast and hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. So, good one, goodbye, farewell, I can't speak. <laughs> I, I, I haven't really been talking for that long either, jeez. I need to clear my throat. <laughs> oh well, I'll see you guys all very soon. Bye bye! <laughs>